What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cover 3 Athletics. I'm your host, BY, and today we are going to talk about the Pittsburgh Post-Cassette Fab Five for the 2019-2020 basketball season. So, I think it was like, it was either, what's today? Today's Tuesday. All right, so it was like Sunday when the Post-Cassette released their Fab Five for both the boys and girls basketball teams. And I look at the and I looked at the rosters and some of them made a whole lot of sense to me of like why they're on the Fab Five and Mike White and prob the other post gazette reporters, they did a good job staying their cases of why they had those five boys specifically and those five girls specifically um on the Fab Five. And these are just high school basketball players from around the Whippeal and the City League that are on the Fab Five. And I want to congratulate these 10 people for being on the Fab Five. So I'm going to type in real quick the rosters. 2020 Post-Cassette Fab Five teams and I will name the people to you. For the boys' side, who else? Number one, Ethan Morton, but from Butler, a, a senior, plays the guard position. One of the second guy who was named was Michael Carmody from Mars, six foot seven forward, a senior. Number three, Jay Kaufman from Mount Lebanon, six foot three, a guard and also a senior. Number four, the freshman phenom Rodney Gallagher from Laurel Highlands, who stands six foot and plays the guard position. And the fifth guy was Isaiah Warfield from Central Valley, stands six foot five, a guard, and also a senior. For the girls, type that in real quick too. Should be more prepared when I'm talking. But it's okay. We're just casually having a conversation. I don't need to be professional right now or anything. It's not like I'm getting paid. I'm just doing this for fun. 2020 Girls Fab Five. For the girls, I think from North Allegheny, Lizzie Gresh, 5'11", Garda Jr., the second girl. Tess Myers from North Catholic, stands 5'10", a guard, a senior. Number three, Aislinn Malcolm from Chargers Valley, 5'10", guard, sophomore. Number four, Megan McConnell, Chargers Valley, 5'7", guard, a senior. And number five, Mackenzie Amalie. You see, I, it's definitely Mackenzie Amalia. It's got to be how you pronounce her last name. But anyway, she's from Blackhawk, five foot five, a guard and a senior. So those were the five high school basketball players. I mean, the ten high school basketball players, the five boys and five girls that were named to the Post-Gazette Fab Five. Now, under each player, Mike White, Mike White and, and put the rest of the Post-Gazette um, actually, no, it's just Mike White. It really just Mike White. I mean, the Fabulous Five was picked by the Post-Gazette Scholastic Sports staff, though, but he's the one that posted both articles. So their staff, the Post-Gazette staff, that's that's how I got to call it. I'll remember that now. They wrote descriptions of why they really chose those 10 players to be named on their Fab Five teams. And... 
It made sense. All of them have reasons. But here's what I'm surprised about. I'm surprised that these riders did not have any of these players from the City League. I like that I don't have anyone from the City League because I'm not the biggest fan of City League District 8. But I did, I that's what I, I was surprised they had no one from the City League, but I respected that. What I'm also surprised is the fact on the girls' team, they literally had two p- girls from Chargers Valley making in Malcolm McConnell. I think they're both good. They both have a fair, they both have high basketball IQs, but I'm surprised these writers really chose both. Like, trust me, like, I'm really surprised. I don't remember the last time the Post-Gazette did a Fab Five in which there were, like, two boys from the same team on the team on the Fab Five, and I don't remember a time where they had two girls from the same team also on their Fab Five. So, to me, that was pretty interesting. Like, I I thought that was crazy. Now, I'm not going to lie to any of you. These, this would probably not be... I would not have exactly these 10 players be on my Fab Five. But I get their reasons, though. This is all... Per- but that's just their personal opinions. You see, what I... The biggest thing that really shocked me in just reading all this... I looked at it. As I said, as I told you this, probably the third or fourth time I told you this. I see why they had these 10 players on their rosters. And I understand that, though. But I felt like there was something really missing. And I just kept looking at it. I just thought about it. Kept looking at the rosters. Kept thinking to myself what was missing. And then I realized, oh, this is what's missing. Why why isn't the the terrific duo from Our Lady of Sacred Heart on... This Fab Five. And if you don't know who I'm talking about, let me tell you who I'm talking about real quickly. I'm talking about Dante Spadafora and Darren D. Michelle. Both of these guys are from the Our Lady of Sacred Heart. They carried Olsh to the Whippeal Championship game once again in Class 2A. And once again, they got the dub. They seriously got the dub. And I told, I've written an article. I think I've written one or two articles. They are the best duo in the Whippeal right now. And like, if they if the Post Gazette decided to put both Olsh players like in the Fab Five, both D. Michelle and Spadafora, I would have been absolutely fine with that. And if you don't believe me, let me tell you. I think I'll look up their stats too. I'm gonna look up twenty twenty Post Gazette regular season final statistics because these dudes are serious ballers and I know they play in class 2A and I know like the lower classes like aren't as good and all that though but these guys balled against teams let me tell you that right now Jake D. Michelle averaged 29 points per game scored 639 points in the 22 regular season games he played he was third carried Olsh Actually, did I say Darren D. Michelle? I said Darren D. Michelle when I started out. I meant Jake D. Michelle. Jake is a sophomore. Darren was his older brother that graduated last year. That was also part of that 2018-19 Whippeal Championship team. So I apologize to D. Michelle family there. Jake D. Michelle, though, as I, I'll say it one more time. 22 games, 639 points, average 29. 
Dante Spadafora wasn't in the top 10. He was ranked 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13th in the Whoopi on scoring on average. 22 games, 502 points, average 22.8. You look at the top 13. Olsh is the only school with two players in the top 13. All other schools just one. Vinny Cuccini, who led the Whoopio in points per game, average 35, was one. Only kid from Aquinas Academy. He's probably he's the reason why Aquinas Academy won some games. I'm just being totally serious. Cam Bullock, Cam Bullock was number two. 21 games, 658 points. Average 31.3. Cam Pollock, though, and that's it. Like, he was Fab Five material, though, just because of the way he was just able to score. Like, he did all that at Steel Valley. Steel Valley ain't known for a basketball school. That's all football, am I right? Known for a baseball school also well. He turned that team into a, turned that team into a decent basketball program. Vinny Cuccini, that, the only reason why you heard of Aquinas Academy is because he is at this school. Like I like, I didn't even know the school existed till like last year. Like it, it is, it's it's like in Hampton or something. I'm I'm gonna double check with you. I know it's like in the North Hills, but I'm gonna be more specific just so I can educate all of you again. It's in Hampton Township. That's what I thought. I was confused with that in McCandless though, but now I know for sure, it is Hampton. And the only reason why you've Heard of that school, it's because of Vinny. And if you want to put Vinny in the top five, that's fine by me because he's led everyone in points and he scored the most. Uh, he led everyone in points per game and scored the most points. To, but then you got these critics who would go up to me and be like, be why, bro? He's playing at a 1A school. And I'm like, bro, he's a freshman doing this, shit, putting up these stats. He's not no senior. And he's a freshman putting these numbers up. So let me go back through the 10 and tell you like which ones like I would probably have in my Fab Five right now. Start with the girls, actually. I probably would have both McConnell and Malcolm in there. To be honest with you, because when you're on a team that's 50, when you're starting on a team that's 57 and now... Like it's really hard to say, like, oh no, we're not putting, we're not gonna push in the Fab Five. You gotta put them in the Fab Five. Like both those, both those girls come from big basketball his, from a big basketball family, especially Megan McConnell. Like, brother plays in the NBA now. Maddie McConnell, now an assistant coach at Central Catholic, was tearing up in Robert Morris. And Aislinn is just like, just like the best thing to be honest with you, like. She's she's gonna big she's gonna big deal in school. Let me tell you that right now. Only a sophomore. It's got like offers from like Pitt, West Virginia, some other schools. Like, who would not? I think it's like Kentucky or Duke. To be honest with you, I think Duke. Yeah, it's definitely Duke, not Kentucky. But anyway, if you get an offer from Duke, I know it's like a girls' bas. I know it's girls' basketball though. But getting an offer from that school, you gotta be smart too. Let me tell you that. So, so those two definitely belong there. Um, Tess Myers makes sense, though, because when you're on a team that, all, that won four straight Whoopio championships, like you can't disrespect that either. And 
that's just, yeah, you gotta have Myers, and the girls might actually all make sense to me, not gonna lie, Myers and McConnell, both seniors, both gonna play basketball at Duquesne next year, they could get along, they probably have, do get along, they probably played AAU basketball together, probably, they probably have though, Lizzie Gresh, yeah, North Allegheny's really good, and, uh, you know, if you really wanted to replace her with one of those Bethel Park girls players, as she even said on this Post-Gazette article, she's like, the toughest opponent she's ever played had to be either Bethel Park's Maddie Tijowski, I didn't say that right, I apologize to her, or Liv Westfall. You want to put Liv Westfall or Maddie in that Fab Five and replace Lizzie? Like, I'm totally fine with that. But then I'm also fine if you replace one of them with Mackenzie Amelia. Amelia. I think her dad's or uncle's a baseball coach at Blackhawks, though. I'm pretty sure that. I think Mackenzie was on this because look at the record she said. At her time in Blackhawk, set her set school records for three pointers in a game with eight assists in a game, fourteen single season assists, one hundred eighty one career assists, five seventy one, had one thousand seven hundred ninety four points. That's real talk right there. But if you want to place one of those Bethel Park chicks with Mackenzie, that's fine by me. If you want to replace one of them with Lizzie, that's fine by me though. But overall, like, I'm literally fine with this stuff. Like, but it's more like the boy side that I'm really like, sh- I'm just shook about. And let me, let me repeat to you the, f- the five boys players that won the Fab Five this year. Ethan Morton, Michael Carmody, Ronnie Gallagher, Jay Kaufman, and Isaiah Warfield. Now out of every, now every, now out of all five of those guys I just listed right there, three of those players will be playing some D1 some D1 athletics in fall of 2020 or in the 2020-2021 NCAA athletic year. Morton gonna play basketball at Purdue. Michael Carmody gonna play Division 1 football at Notre Dame. Isaiah Orfield will play some Division 1 basketball at Central I mean not Central Valley at Liberty University they made the NCAA tournament back in 2019 just last year. Oh, man. Here, what's my biggest problem right now? I think the fact that you just we just simply don't have any of the Olsh kids in there. Spadafora, D. Michelle, like, are you serious right now? Like, they seriously tore off 2A. Like, are you joking? I don't know what they were thinking about that. Like, actually, I just don't know what they were thinking all in general. I noticed something about the Fab Five. Morton played in 6A. Carmody played in 5A. Central Warfield played in 4A. Hoffman played in 6A. Ronnie Gallagher played in 5A. Girls, both Mal- both Malcolm and Megan, who are on the same team in Chartres Valley, 5A. Lizzie Gresh, 6A. Tess Myers, 4A. And um, Mackenzie Amalia, 4A as well. No, no, no one in their Fab Five, both boys and girls, were in 3A, 2A, or 1A. I thought about that to myself, and I thought, wow, is this kind of stereotypical? Or am I just tripping? I feel like I could be tripping too, but I just realized 
Like, you didn't have Pollock, you didn't have Cuccini in there. You didn't have Spadaforos. Like, what's up? Like, you didn't ha- they didn't have Dimitri Fritsch from Springdale. Springdale's a 2A school. They just didn't, and that's what really... That's what really puzzled me. But, I guess it's whatever, though. If I had it, like... You gotta reply... Uh, Jay Kaufman... No disrespect to Jay Kaufman or anything, though. Like, he's a good player. He's a big reason why Mel Lemon went to the championship game. I respect that and all that, though. But I feel like Spadafore or Dean Michelle... You probably give it Dean Michelle, to be honest with you, Jake Dean Michelle. That man should have been Fab Five material. I'm just saying, dude, like... There's a difference between winning, beating other 2A schools, and there's a different, there's a, well, I should say, there's a difference between beating 2A schools and destroying 2A schools, and that's what Olsh did. You knew once after the first game ended, like, you knew Olsh was going to the finals, like, come on now. Now that I'm talking about Olsh, I gotta look up real quick which team, if Olsh... Made this, made this past the second round or first round of the PIA tournaments, like for basketball. I had not been paying attention to that, so let me look that up real quick for you. Mostly for myself, though, but might as well tell you, tell you all that too, because trying to get everyone, trying to educate myself, might as well educate you guys at the same time. Lady of the Sacred Heart, where are those fools at? Where are those fools at? Would have played Farrell in the quarterfinals. But that got postponed. That team could be making a state championship run with those two. When you got two good players like that, it's real. It's real talk. Uh send Ethan Morton like like that's just that's just unanimous. Like he's just so like he's he just he he's just too good. Like he he was just born. I think he, he definitely was just born with like that. Like Guapio's best made has made the Fab Five now, three straight years. I mean, like come on now. Like he's definitely he would definitely be in my top five. It's basically let me just tell you like what my my Fab Five would be, for just both boys and girls. Just to summarize overall as we conclude. Girls, you gotta have both. Megan and Aislinn, that makes sense. I, I would put Tess Myers in there because one in four Whipple championships in a row is too impressive. I would put Lizzie Gresh in there, though, because just being part of a North Allegheny team. Any, if you're ever a leader of a North Allegheny team, like you're doing something right in your life because that school has a lot of heads. And the fact that she's basically led... North Allegheny in scoring, basically a leader, probably a team captain too. That's real talk right there. So she should be one too. And you know what? I I really probably would put one of the Bethel Park girls, probably Liv Westfall, to be honest with you. Riley DeRubo too from Trinity is pretty good. Okay. McConnell, Malcolm, Gresh, Myers. And I, I think I would put... Um, Riley Deruba in there from Trinity. I mean, it actually is true that all the five of those girls that would be in my Fab Five as of March 31st, 5.15 p.m. Eastern Time, none of them 
they all happen to be in the three highest classifications for boys. Ethan is up there. Ethan is on there. Ronnie Gallagher is definitely up there. I love that kid in middle school, too. I knew that this man was going to shine. I knew it probably before everybody, to be honest with you. Not everybody specifically that, but I definitely think I knew more about him before he became a star compared to, like, Mike White. I'm sorry about that, too. I think it's true. Like, when LeBron is teaching this, has helping this kid play basketball, like, that's going to get attention, and you got to be on that. You got to be on that topic and you gotta be writing and covering about that topic and i did that before i think he ever did he probably did maybe when he was in sixth grade there he maybe posted an article or something about that but i can't find that easily if he wants to send me that or if someone wants to send me that please go ahead and do that um i'm not hoffman would not be in my top five in my fat five specifically i give it as give it jake d michelle at this point just because, like, he the the success he's had in two A, like they're gonna win two A again next year too. If, if if you guys didn't know that, like they they're like they're gonna win two A. Like Dimitri Fritsch might be better too, and if they want to give them a challenge, then they can battle it though. But like, dude, like they're just gonna win that John again. The question is right now is can they win a state title this year, and then and then can they repeat winning? A state title next year that's assuming that they will win it but that team's got work that team's that team's on a mission right now and i believe they'll be at the top for this year next year probably when darren's not screw me not darren when jake's a senior too though so we'll see about that i put jake d michelle in over hoffman it's isaiah warfield Isaiah's probably like one of the other few basketball players that are, that's heading in, in the D1 direction that I can name on top of my head. I kind of hesitated there, but as I'm walking around while filming this podcast, I can tell you right now it makes too much sense why. Why he, why he should be Fab Five, though, even though he wasn't part of a playoff team. And let me tell you why. Turn that Central Valley team into something right now. That team had four wins last year. Hear me that? Y'all hear that real quick? Had four wins last year. You know what? I'm going to be more specific right now. I'll tell you how bad the Central Valley team was last year without Isaiah Warfield. Boys varsity basketball. Just going through the Post-Gazette again. Central Valley. Click on that link. Ah, here we go. Actually, that wasn't four wins. Oh no! I clicked baseball. I'm stupid. I was like, "What?" I was like, "What?" I was like, "What did I do there?" It's like it said seven and nine overall record. And I was like, they "Definitely didn't have seven wins." I was like, "Excuse me, real quick." Boys varsity basketball for the Central Valley. Ah, there we go. Four and eight conference record. Seven and fourteen overall. The four wins is what I was really thinking about more specifically. Seven and fourteen last year. Overall, didn't make playoffs at all. Lost to Weston House. No, they beat. No, they lost against some team in Youngstown, Ohio. Beat Weston House. Lost in Ashanic. Beat Blackhawk. Lost. Beat Mohawk. Got whooped by Quaker Valley. 
Meet Keystone Oaks, but then you lose in a Beaver Falls, Lincoln Park, Ambridge, Churchers Valley, Newcastle, Blackhawk, Ambridge, Quaker Valley again, Beaver, Newcastle again, and Peters Township, 7 and 14. Wasn't the easiest record there, but you could probably some, but. I don't know, I think other teams in 4A just probably could have found a way to get 10 wins off that. This Central Valley team this year could have won, easily got 10 wins off that. Let me tell you their record from this year. Record this year. They didn't make the playoffs, though, because Ambridge lost to Newcastle. That's not the point right now. Um, ah, here we go. Here we go. Scroll down a little bit. Central Valley this year. 7-5. and five Conference record. 13-8 and eight overall. How many wins did I tell you they had last year? How many wins did I tell you that they had last year? 7? They almost doubled that with 13. The section record was like four and eight, seven and five, all because of one man, Isaiah Warfield. Let me tell you that right now. Let me tell you the exact amount of points that he averaged this year at Central Valley his senior year. Even if his team did make playoffs, he wouldn't have been allowed to because stupid transfer rules and all that. Because he played at Swickley Academy his first three years of high school. And just some stupid role like that. Let me scroll through that real quick. Uh, let me see here. Ah, here we go. He averaged 21.2 points per game. Shot 49% from the field. Has 36 three-pointers. Averaged 8.5 rebounds and 4 assists in one of the most competitive sections in the Whitfield. You know what? He's right. Mike White's right about that, though. Because, look at the other teams he had in this section. Ambridge? Newcastle? Blackhawk was good. I forgot Blackhawk was good, to be honest with you. And Quaker Valley? Like, Ambridge was ranked 5th in this section. With a 7-5 and five section record, finished 11-9. and nine. Blackhawk overall record, 13-12. and 12. Well, Whatever about that, though. But still, though, like... Yeah, I say... Dude, like, this team could have been 1-11. Maybe if Warfield wasn't on this team... Wasn't on the team last year... Wasn't on the team this year... Central Valley could have been 1-11, too, though. 7-5. Let me tell you some of their impressive wins that they had, in my opinion. Beat Mohawk. Sharon Beavers. And they beat Blackhawk... At the at Central Valley, that's impressive to me. Lost at Ambridge by two points. Lost by Newcastle at home to two points. If those are both wins, they're easily in the playoffs. But when you have two section losses and you lose by two points, my goodness. Beat Hopewell. Lost to Blackhawk, 77-59. Lost to Ambridge, 80-67. to Beat Newcastle. No, this was good. I remember it. I remember this day when Quaker Valley, when they went to Quaker Valley, beat them 69-63. I thought that was real talk right there. That was a Friday night. That was real talk right there. Beat Beaver 80-41. Bishop Canavan 73-52. That was a non-section game. They beat Newcastle at Newcastle 61-60. Beat Hopewell 82-51. And I saw that. I thought that was real talk right there. Like, this Central Valley team changed, and they changed for the better, all because of Warfield. They could have beat Ambridge or Newcastle, lost by two points. They would have been in it. 
because they've won their last four section games. I'll tell you that right now. So it's just like if you changed the outcome of a couple of those games, they would have been in the playoffs. But they probably, who knows how well they would have done without Warfield. But that team would have gone places. So, as I got off topic there, Morton should be in the Fab Five. Jake D. Michelle should be in the Fab Five. War Isaiah Warfield should be in the Fab Five. Ronnie Gallagher. Oh my goodness, I'm not. I could talk about how great Ronnie Gallagher is all day long. When you make a free, when you make two free throw shots with like four seconds left to help your team win a championship game, like you are real talk. That kid's only gonna get better. That dude's gonna be the next Ethan Morton. I'm not even going to compare him to Ethan Morton. He might even have more. He might even become more famous and successful than Ethan Morton in the future. That's just a possibility. I'm not saying that's true. So you got four right there. And the fifth one. And the fifth one right there. Oh, that's a good one. Michael Carmody's good and all that. The dude can the dude can really post you up in the paint. The dude can really rebound and defend on you. And he takes advantage of his six foot seven height though. Would you call him Fat Five material? <sighs> He's not this. He's not a scorer like Pollock. He's not a scorer like some other players though. But you probably have to give it to him just because the way he defends and the way he can carry a team. Just like his name, Michael Carmody. Come on now, football star. Football star in Mars gonna probably tear it up in college though, just because of how big he is. Like, like come on now. Was I gonna look up? Forget what I was gonna look up though. Oh yeah, it was the scores like I I like guys that can score and all that and I like people that can score like the girls fab five like the girls fab five. I don't think I don't think many of them let in points to be honest with you. Yeah, look at the boys. Cuccini, Pollock, D. Michelle, CJ Cole, Sharon Collington, Dimitri Fritz, Frank Stumpo, Noah Gray, Jack Rocco, Mackie Randolph's like they're all like top 10 or something in, like, average. They didn't make Fab Five. So I realized also, though, when it comes to Fab Five, you don't really have to be a scoring machine, though. Also, as again, for the girls, let me tell you the top 10 of the girls that finish in the regular season. Sydney Cook, Maya Murray, Natalie Jesper. Amelia was on that team. Kennedy Montu, Nadia Moore, Ashley Connor, Taylor Smith, Christiane Fry. They got named 10. But you notice how I didn't say Gresh, Myers, Malcolm, or McConnell? It's because I just realized you're not have to score. You know what? If you really want to put Riley Derube, Riley Sunday over Riley Derube on your Fab Five, like, I, I could change that real easily. Like, I could make some edits on the, make some edits, and you could really probably be, have me be sold on that one. But anyway, overall, my Fab Five girls would be Malcolm McConnell. Myers, Gresh. Nah, still give me Riley Derubo. And for the boys, Morton, Carmody, Warfield, Gallagher, Jake D. Michelle. Saying this so much, Jake D. Michelle. Just replay, just change the last name from Hoffman and D. Michelle, and you're fine. You're fine. But once again, though, for all ten of those that didn't, all ten of those players that made the Fab Five, congratulations to all of them. They're obviously great people and obviously hard workers, both on the both on the court and outside the court. Congrats to all of them again. Um, it's been another episode of Cover Three Athletics Podcast. 
I hope you all have a great rest of your day and enjoying quarantine, ladies and gentlemen, because you're going to be doing this for at least another month. Peace out.